When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Inside Leverage, your gateway to the fascinating realm of the Miami Dolphins. Join us as we delve deep into the team's dynamic Super Bowl journey. We invite you to share your most scorching takes, unwind, and relish in our captivating Welcome, guys, to uh, Inside Leverage Show with Fan First. I'm here with the guys from Inside Leverage, Wally, Chad, a.k.a. Tua Messi. You can find him on Twitter. And your boy, the Don Frenchie here. Coach is not here today, but we're easier in spirit. We're all here live. Say what's up, y'all boys. What's good, man? Yo, yo. yo. What's up? Hello. Shout out to Coach. He's old. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're here uh, to a uh, quick live reaction. Uh, just recently had a playback with uh, Alf Artiega from uh, Three Yards Per Carry. Um, guys, overall, what did you think about the interview based on what he said? Um, I'll start with you, Wally. What, what was your takes on um, that you kind of you kind of liked? I mean, I, I, I was as I feel like everybody's in one track for the for the first time like you know they're like he liked what Weaver was was saying and he some things that I I was keen on and he was talking about how the defense of three three safeties three uh, cover three and all that good stuff how Deshaun Elliott's not going to come back uh and a few of these players but overall I liked what he said it was a great interview I look forward to see what unveils because it's still like premature but it's a lot of good things happening. I would I want to see what happens on our defensive line and the and the what, what Weaver does with those guys too. Great segue here because Chad, you brought up a great idea that maybe pushing Roquan Davis to more of a three technique that can better utilize his skill set, his ability, because you know he's a really tall uh guy. He's uh he's not necessarily a nose tackle. It seems like they used him a lot in that area as a one zero technique. What were your thoughts on Alf and what are your thoughts overall in that making that transition third real far? Well, I think personally he's been miscast as a nose tackle. I think that there's a there's a role for him as a three tech where he's able to push the pocket, be a penetrator, and and maybe develop more as a pass rusher. I don't think he'll ever necessarily be a great pass rusher. Who knows if he ever would come that but I think he can be disruptive and um, be a force if he's able to better utilize his his build. 
because I don't think he's personally built to be a guy in the middle taking on double teams at, at the zero tech. So I, I personally felt, always thought that he could be better utilized as a three tech to just to have like just better opportunities for him to have success. So you, you mentioned about acquiring a nose tackle who in your mind um, in the draft or maybe a free agency. I saw uh, Brown from the Panthers. That's a guy I was looking at. Interesting. Who in your mind you think could be an addition to uh, to our team? I personally would like to take a shot on DJ Reader. I feel like there's some familiarity there. I feel like he'd probably be half the price Vulcans or, or what he'd be probably getting. So I think there's an option there. Um, there's there's some other intriguing options on the on the on the lower tier side as far as the draft. Um, I don't know if there's any true nose tackles, but I mean they're they're guys like Byron Murphy, Christian Boyd, uh, Tavondre Sweat, uh, Darren Hall, uh, Michael Michael Hall from Ohio State. Uh, the the there's a bunch of guys, man, that that you could plug in and possibly get some disruptiveness from. I don't know if they could necessarily be a zero. Though, but I I don't know. Maybe I mean, they have, are, we're not privy to or we're not looking at. So that you know, I think they have some people in mind. But I think you need someone there. I don't know exactly who I could pinpoint right now to say that's the guy. Though it so certainly true. is a start of a good uh, list. In your uh, uh, Wild, you got any thoughts on that? A, I mean, it's it's hard, man. Like like it, for you to for you to have stump out Chad on, on positional plays. It shows you that, like, there's not a lot of these guys out there. You know what I mean? It's not a lot to be had. And it makes it difficult because most tackles, like, you don't have – you don't – they just don't grow on trees anymore. So, you – that's why uh, moving that, – that move of Raekwon Davis is, is, is intriguing. But who do you pair him up next to? You make, you're not going to make Sealer that guy. So, yeah, you have to look at You might have guy. to. You might have to. You might have to have some type of different formation. I – like off the top of my head, the only kid in college that I that I think well, two kids, the kid from Illinois, I I think he could be a nose, and and maybe Leonard Taylor from from the U, that they could be noses because they they've always been the big man on campus, and they that's what he that uh, for sure Leonard Taylor that's what he was brought to them to do, so I maybe those options in the in the latter rounds are 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 there. But man, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. So I, I don't know. I think this is what Anthony Weaver he brings the guy that we don't even know about, like a little under the radar guy that we have no idea about, and it works out. So I, I'm, I, I'm intrigued, man. I'm really, really intrigued to see how we fill out the pieces to this, to this roster. I think Newton, I think Newton and um, Taylor can play nose tackle, but I don't think they're necessarily true nose tackle. I think they're more one text. One and threes. I don't know if they're necessarily zeros. Like traditionally, when you think zero, I think more six foot to six two, three thirty five, three four. Look like. Yeah, I think mover, those, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? They're kind of mover. Like those. I think those guys can pass rush. Like I, I don't know if you want them necessarily taking up blocks. Double. I don't know. I, was, I, I don't know I, if they're eaters per se. Think, they can. You know the kid, the guy from Atlanta. What was his name? The the guy with the short arms, uh, Dwayne. Uh, what's it? Dwayne. Greg Jarrett. Greg. That's what Leonard Taylor. He's his comparison to me. 
maybe that works for us. That's that's where I have him at. And he, I think at UM, he his, this last season he was riddled with injuries, so I I I think he can make that transition. But that's part of me might be a little bit biased because the home I seen the kid from like from from Palmetto, so it's it's been a while. But I I think he can maybe play that technique. But it's like you said, bro. It's it's easier said than done, and they might just be wanting it. The zero technique, bro. <laughs> hey man, that it's hard to find them dogs, man. It's really hard. For sure, man. But I do like the I do like the list, and and we'll see what happens. I was gonna ask uh French here he comes French uh French. Listen, man, the, the the interview was great. He mentioned about dogs. I want to know uh what do you think about the dogs that he mentioned, or what dogs do you have in free agency? We'll start there that you might be interested uh to 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 get this team going in any position. Well, when you talk about dogs, I mean, there are going to be a couple of guys out there and free agents, but I want to kind of backtrack to one of the things that, you know, we we're talking about on the, with Alf is you can't, what was it? You, you can't draft a need. You know, if, if the draft falls to you a particular way, it might not look sexy, but if you go get one of those wide receivers or somebody that can fill in for that slot, I mean, there's a couple of different ways to do it. Now that as I listen to these interviews and I listen to these podcasts and different guests that we have on, but specifically at the linebacker position, I wouldn't mind filling out some of the defensive uh, woes with some of these free agents, maybe like a, a Devin White or Oos, uh, the, the linebacker from um, the Carolinas, or I like what y'all saying about putting Raekwon in a different technique and seeing what you can get out of him. Like we said in the podcast, he's too cheap to really let him go. So, I mean, you still might have something with him. So you got to just keep turning over these rocks and seeing what you can hit on. For sure, man. So you would feel comfortable, in your opinion, friends, to just, like, if a receiver like, uh, what's his name, uh, Wally Thomas Jr.? Brian Thomas. Brian Thomas. So, friends, you would feel comfortable in getting a guy like that if he's available at 21? I mean, I'm going to trust the coaches. I'm going to just say that. I'm going to trust the coaches. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say, no, go draft a, a linebacker or go draft the offensive line, and we pull the trigger on that guy, and we don't get the squeeze out. And then next thing you know, we see that wide receiver running down the field for another team, and we think about what could have been. So go, give me, go, give, me, go, go give me a naive that I can put next to Waddle. Do you want to give to a third option or not? And a tight end. Yeah. That's four options. And a pass catch and running back. That's five options. It's all about options, my boy. When you get the Skittles, a pack of Skittles, you got a bunch of flavors, baby. You know what I'm talking about? You don't get just get one Skittle. You got a bunch of flavors. You feel me? Taste the rainbow. We got to get to a, a rainbow of my targets. I mean, you got you to gotta get to them, dog. You got to get to them. See, we get Brian Thomas. Ooh, the first round. What you talking about? I think people, I think people got to understand, like, and, and this is like, people are very uh, adamant about getting what they want in the order of what they want. And I don't, I don't think the order necessarily matters. Like people want to prioritize one position over the other. I think you have to go into the off season with a, a set of positions and goals that you're looking to accomplish. And I think you can, accomplish those goals in a variety of ways and a variety of paths because everything doesn't necessarily line up. You may be seeking a potential free agent 
and other somebody may outbid you or whatever goes wrong. The medicals come back bad and then you have to pivot. And then that may lead you to another path to pair him with another guy and so on and so forth. So I don't think there's necessarily a, like people have it so said, like, we got to get open to line first. Like, I don't care what it is. line. I don't think you can operate with that mindset and pass up the opportunities to shore up other needs and areas of the team that could possibly lead us to having better opportunities for success. So I, I think that the end goal is to set out to try to accomplish all those things, but not get so caught up in the order in which those things are addressed or, or, or prioritized and just hope that we can try to, because you, you may seek out to get the best offensive linemen, but what if we leave this offense, this, uh, this off season with, a top linebacker via the draft or whatever, and a solid an an option that could bolster, you know, the offense. And you get maybe a, a C-grade solid offensive lineman who can step in and do his job, but you keep Robert Hunt. You maybe bring back a Connor Williams, you know what I'm saying? And things are solidified. So still, maybe not in the way that you wanted it to be, but the team still got better and took a step forward. You know what I mean? And I think that's what it's all about. So I agree yeah, man, that's what I'm talking about. Flexibility and not being, not being, not being strong. Whatever you got to do, you can't be strapped to Wally, a certain position. What's up? Is it safe to say we got to be flexible? Like we're telling the team got to be flexible as far as because what if the drive falls to us a certain way, yeah. and it's a guy that you can't pass up on? And I don't. It's weird being put in that kind of position. So I don't know, man. It's, I mean, you, you're, you're happy, but it's kind of. You know what I mean? It's almost like, you know, you you go to Chick-fil-A on a Sunday. Uh, you got to wait another day. You got to trust the coaching staff. If you believe in the coaching staff and they've shown improvement and all of that, look, I'm telling you, if, to me, I'll show, I'll show like, believe that like, the second rounder is going to perform because Bush Barry got me, a, 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 showed me that he can make anything worse. The same way I'm going to choose the second rounder, I'm going to choose the fifth rounder. It, it's not just like Chad said. It's not the order you have. It's, it's the order they have and the, the way you attack the players and the belief you have in the coach and in your system. So whatever, man. It doesn't have to be. Man, you, you never know. They might, take a, they might take a tackle. They might take a wide receiver. They might take a safety. And if, let's, even if they missed out on a particular thing, you really technically, I know it's not necessarily ideal. You have until, like, necessarily week nine to swing a big trade, even via the trade deadline, to kind of still add something if something's missing throughout the course of the season. So, like, I, I think with the, let's say, theoretically speaking, if you were to designate player A and player B, June 1st cap hits in it, and it, and it gives you $25 million after the fact, after the draft, after the first wave of free agency, you go into the season with some of that money, you're still flexible. You still can make a move. You still have assets in that next draft that you really haven't tapped in yet. I know a lot of people aren't wanting to be in that that pick mode, but you can still make some moves and maneuver when if you're in a position where a player becomes disgruntled, you have the cap to be able to add that player in and bring them in. You're not necessarily hamstrung. You know what I mean? So the opportunities may present themselves later. It's not over in the draft or even in that second wave of free agency. I think you have plenty of time to continue making the team better and the team should be tinkering as the season goes anyway. That's what we want. So I, I just think that, like, as long as we get better, I think that's all that should matter. I think people are too focused on wanting to get their personal fixes and personal goals and agendas across. And, you, and we got to be ready for it. You know people are going to get mad if they don't go line in the beginning. I mean, you know. we, we, we can't have smiling faces and hitting agendas on the timeline. You never know. They might go, and they might go past rusher. 
Dude, I seen the kid from uh, from UCLA at number 10 shooting up the board. So if he's and, at number 10, if he drops at 21, we going to tell me you're not going to take him? And, and, and let me ask you this. At this point and where we're at, would you rather get another offensive lineman at the draft or go get a veteran to put with Bushberry? I, I think it doesn't matter. I think what matters – it, what matters, it, what it matters is, it what, what, you, here's, here's what I would say. It all depends on the quality of guy you're getting first at free agency and the quality you're going to, you're going to get at your position you're at the draft. So that's why I say it doesn't matter. At, we know that Butchberry likes a certain type of uh, offensive lineman and he knows what he can do with that. Some guys don't, are not sexy or, or that 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 oh. name brand that was paused. That's name brand that <laughs> that's name brand that that um, that Butch Berry won't like. But you see a guy that's okay and 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 has been consistent, but is average. Barry can mold him into a, a really good player, consistent player for us. Added to that, so it it varies, man. It, it as long as they uh, uh, get their guy. They look at a guy and they say, "That's a that's a guy that I want here. He's not he's not expensive, but he will do wonders for us." Look at Win. Win was a guy most people didn't want to like the second wave of free agency, third wave, and look what he did for us. If he, imagine if he wasn't hurt, you know what I'm saying? Those are the potentials. So, so I think it doesn't matter, French, in my opinion. I, honestly, what you gotta find is get dogs that are physical with a, a nice clean sheet of health. Let's let's not go against some of these guys that have a little bit of injury. Facts, because like so it's a physical sport, and chances are, if you got him hurt before, if you have a, a long trajectory of being hurt, and you know what I mean, Isaiah Wynn was was like man, lightning in a bottle. Have he got? Have he struck? That one would have been great. But let's try to get someone. If if, if he's a seven, if he's potential eighty five, let's get somebody that's already a seventy five and got no history. Stop waiting for that extra 10, because the extra 10, Butch Barry gives it to you. Exactly. That's what I was trying to say. That's perfect. And then you have to factor in Tua, right? Tua's propping up the line, right? Air, air quotes, air quotes, right? Tua's yeah. rid of the ball quickly, making quick decisions. There's times where, yeah, teams are jamming and taking away our first options, and we might need more time for things to develop. But if you get adequate talent into the building, We've seen with an Isaiah Wynn level talent, and I think you can get that via the draft or free agency, get someone who of that, you know, talent level. I think we saw a pretty stout offensive line, at least early and initially, what that could be like with, with a healthy Tehran, a solid left guard. Uh, 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 I mean, Connor Wynn would have to be back in that scenario too, right, for it to be the same. But, I mean, hey, at the end of the day, like, I just think that you got to just – set out to try to put the best five out on the field. Like we always say, it's all about playing the best five. And if you can get that guy to come in and be that physical presence, a cheap veteran free agent or, or in the draft, I think Butch Berry is, is good enough coach to be able to get the best out of either way. I think it's a win-win. That's facts. Well, guys, uh, any last thoughts before we get going? Again, appreciate Alf. For coming through and uh, chopping it up with us on playback guys don't forget uh download the playback subscribe to our playback we're gonna do more shows um also please uh 
follow us on all streams on uh, Fans First Sports Network. Um, any any thoughts? Any last thoughts that you guys will have on the interview? I'm I'm glad that everybody sees it. I'm I don't want to say that Vic Vanger was a problem because as as the savant and as great as he is, you see that he was it didn't work, and it wasn't because of of, of what it was. He just he didn't work with these kids, and these the guy we have now, he shows that he wants to build and create and train these kids. The, that interview he had, man, today I had me going, brother. That was good. What he said, and then what Alfred, to pick it back up for Offset, you're going to see a lot of Jalen Ramsey moving around, Javon Holland. It, there's so many things that I'm excited excited for that I, I just can't wait, man. I'm, man, listen, I, I can't wait till we start drafting players and, they, and you see the mold and, and signing players. I can't wait till March. Before we, before French goes, Chad, what are your thoughts on, um, the Weavers, inter- the presser, thought he's made some great points, um, spoke a little bit about flexibility, having that Wink, Martindale, and Mike McDonald type of defense, um, talked about, you know, how to handle adversity, how to approach adversity and all that. What were your thoughts on the presser? I think um, a lot has been made about his uh, uh, personal appearance and how he has a likeness to uh, a, a, a former coach <laughs> of a Brian Flores, right? But in actuality, coming away, my biggest takeaway from that interview was, like, he's like a defensive version of Mike McDaniel. Like, his philosophy, the way he thinks, like, uh, problems are uh, are a blessing or whatever. It's, 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 it's almost parallel to the adversity as an opportunity that Mike McDaniel preaches on a day in and day out. And they just seem so aligned in their way of thinking philosophically as far as development and how they believe about getting the best out of players and how they how they want to be a, a servant. You know, what I mean, they feel like they're they're doing a service to these players to try to get the best out of them. And they're blessed to be in this position. And I think that he's like Mike McDaniel has been through some, some tough times where, you know, his things were taken away from him. He had an opportunity to be a head coach be a defensive coordinator, things didn't work out for him before in the past. And I think he's going to try to do his best to make the most of this opportunity. I think he has a lot at stake personally with where he's trying to go with his career as a head coach. And I think that his success is tied to our success. So I'm excited for him and, and his arrival. And there were a lot of great things from the interview. Man, he talks a good game, but now I want to see what he can do out on the field with those players. And I'm confident that he'll bring up a, a, a physicality. I just want to see what it looks like. There's an 18-year relationship from, between them two. Yeah. They met, in, they met in 2006. That's insane, bro. That's a real friendship and relationship. So I'm excited for that. That's not like I just met this guy. I don't know how he thinks. It's 18 years of talking and bouncing back. He knows uh, the, the line, Barry, the linebacker, for 10-plus. It's a lot of, like, a lot of people were, and I didn't. I'm sorry, French. I didn't. I didn't mean to pull a French on French, but I had to do it. Uh, a lot of people were questioning Mike. Uh, was this a Mike hire or these guys that it's just Mike is making pulling a, a power play? You can see that all these guys are interconnected, and the way he spoke about Slovic, about Schneed, and all these guys, bro, they're all together. They've known each other for years. So finally, we. I, I like where our staff is. Is they're all together with the same mindset. And fresh, what about you, man? Did you get a did you get a chance to listen to the presser, man? I, if you didn't, it's really, really good. I don't know if you did or not. What were your thoughts if you if you did? 
Well, one of the main things I got from the presser was that he's a leader of man. He's going to be on the sidelines with the team. None of that press box activity. What did he say? I need to be able to feel what's going on. That was I need the to be best able to part. Look a man in his eyes. Listen, what I'm hearing sounds good, but the true definition of a man is what he does. So I'm interested to see how he walks it out. See him walking like talking, and I want to see him galvanize oh. his locker room and maybe, maybe. Maybe Christian Wilkins might want to stick around, but whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, I'm just saying, one I'm can only hope. Hold, hold on. One listen. can only hope. I listen. Wow, I I know how y'all is, so I'm just trying to you I'm trying to unite the fan base. It was alluded to. I broke up the fan base at one point. Wow. What day. what better way to, to, to cause havoc than to try to try to do the opposite? Guys, thank you so much for tuning in again. Please, uh, you'll find us in all platforms. Uh, be on the lookout for more content from the Inside Leverage crew. Chad, Wally, Frenchie, and our boy coach. We I thank you guys for always being here and, and, and doing the work that you guys do, man. I love all of y'all. Love the fan base. Fins up. Is it fins up anymore? It, I heard we're changing that. It's fins for the win. Fins for the win. Honestly, I need I need our fans and our listeners to help French find uh, dogs and fullbacks because everybody here has a very 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 special talent. We all do our part, but French is so busy that he hasn't been able to put his own list together. So help him out, man. Sign into his DM. Just help the brother out, man. Come on, fans, town. I'm all gonna right. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be looking at all thirty-two uh of all thirty-two teams at all fullback positions. So I'll have a surprise list by the end of the week. Well until then, guys, fins up and uh fin oh no, I'm sorry, fins for the win. You guys have a great evening. Appreciate y'all. <laughs>